Welcome to Zikudav Simanim and Rabbi Avram Goldai, and today we're Zerka Sukkah Dav Tes. The first parak Sukkah Shehi Gavoah. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the next Mishnah states Sukkah Yeshana, an old Sukkah, which Rashi explains is a Sukkah that was built at least thirty days before Sukkahs and not made expressly for the Chag. Beishamay Poslin Beisul Makshirin. The Gemara asks what Beishamay's reason is for disqualifying the Sukkah and answers that the Pasuk states Chag Sukkah Shivas Yamim Hashem. The Chag Sukkah is for seven days unto Hashem. Sukkah, so Yilashem Chag Be'inah. This teaches that we require a Sukkah built for the sake of the Chag. Beis Hillel uses that Pasuk with the teaching of Rav Sheshis, who reported the name of Rav Akiva. From where do we know that the wood of a Sukkah is prohibited for Hana all seven days of Sukkahs? The Torah states, Chag Sukkah Shivas Yamim Hashem. The Chag Sukkah is for seven days unto Hashem. The Gemara concludes that Beis Shammai agrees with this ruling and really bases his opinion on a different Pasuk. The Gemara brings a similar teaching from a Bryce where Yudah ben Becerah says, Keshem Shechal Shem Shamayim al Chagiga, Kach Chal Shem Shamayim al Sukkah. Just as the Shem Shamayim attaches itself upon a carbon Chagiga and it becomes prohibited from mundane use, so too it attaches itself upon a Sukkah, as the Pasuk states, Chag Sukkah Shivas Yamim Hashem. The Chag Sukkah is for seven days for Hashem. From the juxtaposition of the word Chag, signifying the Chagiga, and Sukkahs, we learn that just as the Chagiga is sanctified to Hashem, so too the Sukkah is Hashem. Pointing to the next Mishnah states, If one builds a Sukkah under a tree, it's as though he built it inside his house, which means that's possible. Rav said this was taught only in regard to a tree whose shade is greater than its sunlight. But if the tree is so sparse that its sunlight is greater than its shade, the Sukkah is kosher. This is derived from what the Mishnah teaches. Why does the Tana teach Ki'u Asa Betocha Bais? It's as though it was built inside the house. Let me just say, it's possible. Rather, it informs us that the tree under discussion is like a house. Just as a house, Silas Maruba Mechamaso, so to the tree, Silas Maruba Mechamaso. The Gemara challenges Rav's ruling, saying that if the tree's sunlight is greater than its shade, it should be puzzled, since he's being with star of kosher schach with puzzle schach. But Papa answers, B'Shachavatan. The Mishnah refers to a case where he lowered the tree branches and intermingled them indistinguishably with the kosher schach. Rush explains that the greater amount of kosher schach is mevatol, the lesser amount of puzzle schach. The Gemara will clarify that the Mishnah is coming to teach that lowering the branches can even be done l'cherchila. And point, three, and point number three, the mission stated, A sukkah built on top of another sukkah, according to the Tanakhama, the upper one is kosher and the lower one is puzzle. It was taught in the Bryce, the Pusik states, Basukas Teshu. In sukkahs you shall dwell, which implies, but not in a sukkah beneath a sukkah, and not in a sukkah beneath a tree, and not in a sukkah beneath a house. When the Gemara suggests that Basukos is in the plural form, which implies two sukkos, which simply permits even one sukkah beneath the other, Rav Nachman Yitzhak answers that it's written Basukos without a vav, suggesting a single sukkah. So once again, the three points are number one. The next Mishnah states, Sukkah Yishana, an old sukkah, which Rush explains is a sukkah that was built at least 30 days before sukkahs, and not made expressly for the Chag, Beishamay Poslin and Beishel Makshirin. The Gemara asks what Beishamay's reason is for disqualifying the sukkah, and answers that the Pasuk states, Chag HaSukkah Shivas Yamim Hashem. The Chag HaSukkah is for seven days unto Hashem. Sukkah HaSui Hashem Chag Be'inan. This teaches that we require a sukkah built for the sake of the Chag. Basila uses that pasuk for the teaching of Sheshus, who reported the name of the Kiva. From where do we know that the wood of a sukkah is prohibited for Hana all seven days of sukkahs? The Torah states, Chag sukkah Shivas Yamim Hashem. The Chag sukkahs for seven days unto Hashem. The Gemara concludes that Beishamay agrees with this ruling and really bases his opinion on a different pasuk. The Gemara brings a similar teaching from a Bryce where Yudim and Misera says, Keshem Shechal Shem Shamayim al Chagiga, Kachal Shem Shamayim al Sukkah, just as Shem Shamayim attaches itself upon a carbon Chagiga, and it becomes prohibited from mundane use, so too it attaches itself upon a Sukkah, as the Pasuk states, Chag Sukkah Shivas Yamim Hashem. 
The Chag is Sukkot for seven days for Hashem. From the juxtaposition of the word Chag, signifying the Chagiga and Sukkos, we learn that just as the Chagiga is sanctified to Hashem, so to the Sukkot is Hashem. Pointing to the next Mishnah states, If one builds a Sukkah under a tree, it is as though he built it inside his house, which means that it's possible. Rav said that this was taught only in regard to a tree whose shade is greater than its sunlight. But if the tree is so sparse that its sunlight is greater than its shade, the Sukkah is kosher. This is derived from what the Mishnah teaches. Why does the Tana teach ki it's as though it was built inside the house? Let him just say it's possible. Rather, he informs us that the tree under discussion is like a house. Just as a house, so to the tree. The Gemara challenges Rav's ruling saying that if the tree's sunlight is greater than a shade, it should be possible since he's being with starif kosher schach with puzzle schach. Or Papa answers, Beshachavatan. The mission refers to a case where he lowered the tree branches and intermingled them indistinguishably with the Koshaschach. Rashi explains that the greater amount of Koshaschach is Mavatl, the lesser amount of Pasalschach. The Gemara will clarify that the mission is coming to teach that lowering the branch is going to even be done with Chachila. And pointing with me, the mission stated, Sukkah al-Gabi Sukkah al-Yonin Kesher v'Tachtonu Pesuah. Sukkah built on top of another Sukkah. The upper one is kosher and the lower one is Pasal. It was taught in a bright so the Pasuk states, B'Sukkah's Teshru, in Sukkah's you shall dwell, which implies, but not in a Sukkah, beneath a Sukkah, and not in a Sukkah, beneath the tree, and not in a Sukkah, beneath the house. When the Gemara suggests that being that B'Sukkah's is in the plural form, and implies two sukkos, which seemingly permits even one sukkah beneath the other. Rav Nachman Yitzhak answers that it's written besukos without a vav, suggesting a single sukkah. Alright, so now we get our simvardav tes, and our standard simvard is a teapot, because teapot has a t sound, and a tes sort of looks like a teapot in a strange way. So here goes. The little old ladies having a tea party in a sukkah yashana, who proudly remind each other not to get hana from its sanctified walls, had no idea they were sitting under a tree and that their sukkah was under a sukkah as well. Once again, it's a motion. The little old lady's having a tea party. Tea party. That must be on daf. Test. Teapot. The little old lady's having a tea party in a sukkah yashana, who proudly remind each other not to get hana from its sanctified walls, which reminds us, there's Malchus Beisham Beisil, whether a sukkah yashana is kosher, and Beisil learns from the Pasuk, Chagah Sukkah Shiva's Yamim Hashem, that a sukkah is Asir Bahana all seven days. Rabbi Yudah ben says, Kashem Shechal Shem Shemayim Al-Chagiga, Kachal Shem Shemayim Al-Sukkah, from the juxtaposition of the word Chag, signifying the Chagiga, and sukkahs, we learn that just as the Chagiga is sanctified to Hashem, so to the sukkah is Hashem. So the little old ladies having a tea party in a sukkah yashana, who proudly remind each other not to get hana from its sanctified walls, had no idea they were sitting under a tree, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, If one builds a sukkah under a tree, it's as though he built it inside his house, which means that it's possible. And when Rav said, this was taught only in regard to a tree whose shade is greater than its sunlight, but if the tree is so sparse that its sunlight is greater than its shade, the sukkah is kosher, the more challenges him, saying that if the tree's sunlight is greater than its shade, it should be puzzle, since he's being with star of kosher schach, with puzzle schach. But Papa answers the mission refers to a case where he lowered the tree branches and intermingled them indistinguishably with the kosher schach, which can be done with chachila. So the little old lady's having a tea party in a sukkah yashana, who proudly reminded each other not to get hana from its sanctified walls, had no idea they were sitting under a tree, and that their sukkah was under a sukkah as well. Which reminds us that Mishnah stated, Sukkah gabi sukkah el yona kasher batachtona pasua. A sukkah built on top of another sukkah. The upper one is kosher and the lower one is possible. It's taught in a brisa. The Pasuk states, Basukah's teshvu in sukkahs you shall dwell. Which implies, but not in a sukkah beneath a sukkah, and not in a sukkah beneath a tree, and not in a sukkah beneath a house. The word basukos 
without a vav suggests a single sukkah. So once again, the little old ladies having a tea party in a sukkah yashana, who proudly remind each other not to get hana from its sanctified walls, had no idea they were sitting under a tree, and that their sukkah was under a sukkah as well. All right, now it's time for four blah bat chazara. Daf hey, so the summer daf hey is hey, a haystack. So here goes. When the boys who filled the ninth fucking box with hey, hey, that must be more in daf hey. When the boys who filled the ninth fucking box with hey, and then cover it with a tefak the cover, which reminds us that the source of the sukkah that is not at least ten fucking high is invalid, is brought from the arm in that it was nine fucking tall, and the thickness of the kaparis, which was one tefak. And it's written, it's there that I'll set my meetings with you, and I shall speak with you from atop the kaparis. Rabbi Yossi says, the Shekhinah never descended below into the human domain, and Moshe and Eliyahu never ascended into the heavens. Since Hashem spoke to Moshe from atop the Kaparis, it follows that ten Fakim from the ground begins a separate domain. And therefore we see ten Fakim is the minimum height of a partition. So when the boys who filled the ninth Fakim box with hay, and then covered it with a tefak thick cover, they made from the border of the kitchen table, which reminds us the one tefak thickness of the Kaparis is learned from the mascaras of the Shulchan, from the border of the Shulchan. So when the boys who filled the ninth fucking box with hay, and then covered it with a tefak, the cover they made from the border of their kitchen table, were about to be caught by their mom, they raised their arms up in unison and covered it, pretending to be little angels. Which reminds the Gemara asks, from what evidence you say that the interior space for a sukkah must be ten fucking height, excluding the thickness of its chach. Say rather, that the ten fucking are measured with its chach. The Gemara therefore presents a different source for the ten fucking height requirement for a sukkah, from the height of Moshe's kruvim, which were ten fucking from head to toe, and it's written they were sochim bekanfeim al kaporis, sheltering the kaporis with their wings. Here we see that the Torah calls this sheltering a sukkah covering, because it occurs above an airspace of ten fucking. Daf Vav, so the simmer Daf Vav is a sword. So here goes. The sword salesman, sword salesman, that must be on Daf Vav, sword. The sword salesman who masterfully uses high-priced sword to chop design meaning according to their different shiurim, which reminds us that Rav said, shiurim chadzitzin mechitzin halachim moshim sinai. And the Gemara challenges this, stating that shiurim in fact arises based on the Pasuk of design meaning where each of the seven fruits is a unit of measure for some halacha, but concludes, since these shiurim are not written explicitly in the Torah, the Pasuk is just an asmachta. So the sword salesman who massively uses high-priced sword to chop design medium according to their different shiurim had tar on the majority of his hair, which reminds us the laws of chetzitzah are in fact the rices, and the rub's assertion that the laws of chetzitzah are halacha moshe misinai is referring to a halacha that something on one's hair is only chetzitzah if it covers the majority of the hair and one objects to it being there, such as dry blood, ink, clay, or tar. If one doesn't object to the object being on his hair, it's considered as part of the body. So the sword salesman who massively uses high-priced sword, the chop design medium according to the different shiurim, had tar in the majority of his hair, and did his demonstrations out of a sukkah with two proper walls and a third wall. That was just a tefach. Which reminds the Malchus being in the Rabban Rabishim whether a sukkah requires two proper walls and the third wall can just be a tefach, or three proper walls and the fourth wall can be a tefach, is based on the three times the word sukkos is mentioned and the question of whether yeshe'emu masoros or yeshe'emu mikra, whether words in the Torah are expounded based on the way they are written or the way they are pronounced. Dav Zayin, so the Simmer Dav Zayin is a clay zayin, a gun. So here goes. The gun enthusiast, gun enthusiast, that must be one Dav Zayin, gun. 
The gun enthusiast who uses tefach thick gun as a third wall even on Shabbos, which reminds us that Rabbi said a sukkah with a tefach long third wall is also permitted to carry in on Shabbos. Since it has the status of a wall in regard to Hilchah Sukkah, it has the status of a wall in regard to Shabbos as well, even though in a regular Shabbos it would be considered a Rosh Hashanah. So the gun enthusiast who uses tefach thick gun as a third wall even on Shabbos enjoyed his meal in the sukkah with walls that let in plenty of light, which reminds us there's a machlokas whether the walls of the sukkah must provide shade like schach, which is understood to be centered on the meaning of the pasuk about the parochas. Rabbi Yoshio holds that the lashon of the sakosa is mentioned regarding the parochas, and we learn that even mechitzas have to provide shade. The rabbans say the walls do not have to provide shade and understand the pasuk to mean only that the parochas should be bent over slightly on top so that it appears roof-like. So the gun enthusiast who uses tefach the gun as a third wall even on Shabbos enjoyed his meal in the sukkah with the walls that let him plenty of light while wondering how his neighbors were doing sitting inside their massive Diras Keva. Which reminds that Abai listed several Tanaim who maintain that a sukkah must be a fixed dwelling at Diras Keva, meaning that it must be at least 4 by 4 amos in area, the walls must provide shade, it can be higher than 20 amos, and have at least 3 proper walls with the fourth one being a tefach. Davches, so the similar Davches is Chala. So here goes. The annual Chala bake sale, Chala, that must be one of Davches, Chala. The annual Chala bake sale taking place in the large round sukkah, which reminds us on Dav Zayin on the base where Yochanan said that a sukkah, a sukkah that's made round like an oven, if there's enough space in their circumference to see 24 people, it's valid. And the Gemara goes to an extensive analysis of how Rabbi Yochanan came up with his figure. So the annual Chala bake sale taking place in the large round sukkah, right behind the two potter's huts, one within the other, which reminds us, the Rebbe Levi reported in the name of Rebbe Meir that two potter's huts, one within the other, the inner one is not a valid sukkah and is chayv mezuzah, while the outer one is a valid sukkah and is pater from mezuzah. The Gemara asks why the outer hut is pater from mezuzah, since it can be considered a base shar for the inner hut, and the chayv mezuzah, and answers, mishum because a potter's hut is not a permanent structure, so the inner hut is considered too inconsequential to view a room, which leads to it as a base shar. So the annual chala bake sale taking place in the large round sukkah, Right behind the two potter's huts, one within the other, attracted the attention of Goyim women and Kusim, as well as shepherds, fig watchers, and city watchmen, which reminds of the two groups of Sukkos, Gambach and Rakbach. Gambach, Goyim, Nashim, Behem, and Kusim thought his Sukkos were severe because they were permanent, and the Tana of Rakbash, Roim, Kayatzim, Burgundim, and Shomi Peros thought his were superior because they were B'nei Chiyuva. Alright, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Goldman Zichu, wishing you a great day and great learning.